It's Wednesday, November 11th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the uh, American and National League Managers of the Year awards handed out last night. Uh, as we expected, Kevin Cash and Don Mattingly uh, were the winners. Uh, really no surprises uh, in, in either of them. I, I think uh, Mattingly was, was rewarded for the way that he sort of guided the, the Marlins through uh, a season where they, they had to deal with all sorts of issues with COVID and uh, also, you know, moving their timetable up for being competitive, making it to the, to the playoffs and advancing there. Uh, and Cash was, was rewarded for the fact that, you know, his, his club won 40 games and, and with the payroll that, that the, the Rays have, uh, he, he maximized their talent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, on, uh, on the award show, Tito uh, introduced Cash and said, you know, God, of course you had to get in a shot about Cash. Cash is hitting, but, uh, you, know, uh, you know, but Cash definitely, I think he was a deserving winner. Renteria was second, Montoya third from, from the Blue Jays. Um, Cash uh, obviously uh, won that tough AL, AL uh, East, and uh, he said is the two the first two people to ask him about uh, the Blake Snell move in, in the uh, in the World Series were his daughters. So <laughs> I guess he's he's got his Don Denkinger moment. He's going to have to live with that for a while. Right. Uh, you you alluded to uh, Tito and and Kevin Cash. I've, I have long held that, uh, I, you know, they, they are such good friends. And I, I think if in the eventuality that Tito, you know, steps back, steps down, whatever, I think maybe a year or two away. And then I, I can't, I can't imagine he wouldn't want to be sitting on Kevin Cash's bench at, at some point, uh, like a bench coach or, you know, like Don Zimmer used to sit on the, on the, on the Yankees bench, just, just to be that guy. Uh, at some point, I gotta see uh, a, a a situation where Kevin Cash and, and Terry Francona are together uh, in a dugout. Yeah, you know that's a good point. Uh, Cash uh, obviously was an Indians bullpen coach uh, when Tito, you know, we went uh, in Cleveland before he took the uh, the Tampa Bay job, and uh, the, you know they always, yeah, that would be a good pairing, I think, because uh, uh, you know Cash credits uh, Tito with you know, really influencing him and be, helping him be a manager. And, um, you know, so it would be like the role reversal maybe, you know. Right. And uh, it, the, the pranks that also you alluded to, the the pranks that the two of them pull on each other every time uh, they, they get together and, and play each other uh, home and away, uh, they have been something that we've, we've followed as, as beat reporters and, you know, just taking real joy in, you know, Kevin Cash stealing um, uh, Terry Francona's scooter and putting it out on the field for batting practice and offering ransoms for players that hit it. Uh, and, you know, what, what did Tito do? He, did he soak his windows in, uh, in, in Tampa? He did something to his truck, I think. Yeah, and he would always put those, uh, you know, the, the Kevin Cash's baseball card on the, uh, on the Indian scoreboard. Right, scoreboard progressive, ripping him for hitting. I don't know what his career batting average was. So something like he had he had the lowest OPS of all time, or something. It was something really bad. But yeah, it's it's uh, just fun to watch the the way the two of them you know went back and forth and and and, you know sort of took shots at each other. Yeah, Uh, 
That's with the Mattingly, he was what the uh, fifth. Fifth, yes, the the okay. fifth player um, to win the MVP award. I think he won it in '85 with the Yankees to to go on and, and win Manager of the Year. Yeah, that's pretty cool too. That's a select club. Yeah, and you know, uh, I, he just to it's just impressive the way that he he guided a team that nobody expected the the Marlins to be a team that competed for a, a playoff spot, even with expanded playoffs. Uh, and you know, with, then you add on all the the, basically wiping out half of their roster with, with COVID for a couple of weeks there early in the season. Uh, just amazing the way that he, he pulled them together and, and got them to the playoffs and got them past the first round. Yeah, I mean, 2019, they lose 105 games. And uh, once uh, COVID shut them down, what, they were in Baltimore, I think, right? And mm-hmm. didn't they have to spend a week in some hotel in Baltimore? <laughs> right, and they, they, they couldn't even go home. They couldn't play games at home because they, they weren't, allowed to go back to Florida, which is kind of ridiculous. All right, moving on. Uh, latest, uh, um, well, it, it, tonight the awards shift to sort of the, the big ones. Uh, they saved the best for last. Wednesday night and Thursday night, you've got Cy Young and MVP. Of course, Indians uh, ace Shane Bieber uh, in line to pick up his first Cy Young award. I think the only question tonight is whether or not Bieber uh, – makes it unanimous. I think there's a high likelihood that he does make it unanimous. Who's not going to vote for the first pitching triple crown winner since 2006. Uh, and, you know, just for, for right now, it just, it's felt like the entire off season up until this point has just been some sort of coronation for Shane Bieber, uh, just a recognition of what he was able to do uh, on the mound for the, the, the two month season there. Yeah, no question about that, Joe. I think, uh, you know, Bieber should win it uh, unanimous. You know, that's, that's, I think that yeah, he's got a great chance, shot at that. Who are the other finalists? Maeda and uh, Ryu? Uh, uh, Kenta Maeda and Hinjin Ryu are the, Ryu, the other yeah. two finest, finalists. Uh, Ryu from so uh, it, it, Toronto. And Bieber just, you know, from his first start to last was so dominant. You know, he kind of ran out of, you know, I mean, he, he struck so many people out. I thought, you know, we've talked about this before. He kind of wasn't wasn't able to get deep into games in the later part of the season. But uh, I don't think, you know, I mean, that's like uh, trying to uh, find a flaw in a fourteen, you know, carat diamond. I mean, he he had a great season. He, he right. really did. Right, and and we might see a uh, uh, an adjustment to that. You know, maybe next season. Maybe maybe he does learn to to pitch a little more to contact and, and get early outs. We did see that with Corey Kluber, uh, you know, as he progressed, he, he learned to pitch a little bit more to contact and, and sort of maximize his efficiency to get deeper into games. And that's how, you know, he was effective as it was as effective as he was. Uh, maybe we'll see that kind of growth and progression with, uh, with Shane Beaver, but yeah, you're right. Hard to find any flaw uh, in, in Beaver's performance this past season. Uh, past regular season, I guess we should say. Um, but, you know, the, the, again, the votes were tabulated before uh, he threw a single pitch in the playoffs. So uh, none of that has anything to do with the, the Cy Young Award. Yeah, and it's just, uh, you know, kind of another step in that, uh, you know, the, the pitching factory the Indians have turned into. I mean, uh, you know, just uh, they keep rolling these guys out. You know, Bieber, what was a fourth-round pick? In 2016, really, uh, 
you know, a college kid, uh, you know, you expected him to be on the fast track when they, when they drafted him, but not this fast, you know, so this is, you know, what, this is, is what, second full year? I mean, mm-hmm. that's not even a full year, right? So, uh, you, know, you know, second really, you know, so that's, uh, I mean, you know, that's quite an accomplishment. And, uh, you know, when you look back, you know, the Indians went so long from, I think, 1972 when uh, Gaylord won. Gaylord won Paris, and then they didn't win another one till 2008, I believe, when CC, or maybe 2007 when CC won it. And then uh, you know, then you, you've got CC, uh, Cliff Lee won it the next year, and Corey won it. Uh, Corey Kluber won it twice, uh, and uh, now now Bieber. So that's uh, you know they're on a roll right now. Right. Uh, over in the National League, of course, the, the sort of maybe another. Uh, maybe the Indians can can take some pride in 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 a sense that uh, Trevor Bauer is the the favorite there to win uh, in Cincinnati, but but Trevor Bauer is the one who who really if if you think about a, a guy who's a self made sort of pitcher, uh, you know Bauer is the one who it's all been building to this point in his career. Um, he said he wants to win multiple Cy Youngs, and right now he's the favorite in the National League. Uh, you Darvish and I believe Denilson Lamette from San Diego are the other two finalists, but, uh, you know, Bauer, he, it's, it's hard to deny just what a force he is when he gets on the mound. I, I, I mean, just look at what he did, even in that playoff game, uh, where they lost, uh, he, he went out and gave them, you know, seven innings of, of just the, the best pitch, most competitive baseball, uh, you're going to see anywhere. Yeah, he, he uh, you know, he definitely had a, a great year. This is a year that, you know, he put it all together. He stayed healthy. I would like to see, you know, over 162, what he could have done. You know, I remember uh, talking to, uh, I did a story on Bauer when they first uh, acquired him. The Indians first acquired him from uh, Arizona. And one of, the, one of the pitching gurus he worked with uh, said, predicted he was going to win five Cy Young Awards. <laughs> so that was that was a while ago. So uh, hopefully, you know, Trevor gets uh, gets gets number one at least uh, th- today. You know, just uh, he should. I, I would think he should win it. And uh, you know, hopefully this launches him. You know, keeps him going. And uh, he seems like he can pitch forever. He's got that kind of arm. He takes care of himself. He's really never. I don't think he's ever really had an arm injury. No. You know, he, he had a broken ankle with the Indians when he got hit by the line drive, and maybe that prevented him from winning a, a, a the Cy Young that year as well. That's exactly where I was going to go. I was going to say he should have another. He should already have one under his belt. Uh, I think in the way he was going in 2018, uh, he would have won his first Cy Young uh, at, at that point uh, had he not had to miss uh, uh, you know a bunch of time with the broken leg. I, I think he was definitely dominating to that point uh, of, of the season. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, something to watch for tonight. Uh, I, you mentioned Corey Kluber. You mentioned, uh, you know, the, the former two-time Cy Young winner uh, for the Indians. I, I know you reached out to, uh, to Kluber's agent recently. Yeah, I talked to B.B. Abbott, just texted him back and forth. He said, uh, you know, Corey is into about three weeks into a throwing program. You know, he had the same injury that Clevenger had that was it Terrace Major. Right. The Terrace Major tear in his upper right shoulder. Uh, pitched one inning for Texas uh, this past season, and that was it. So, But he says, uh, you know, interest has been substantial. 
so, and uh, you know, I wonder what, what kind of deal you think he'd be able to get Joe. I, it, it's not going to be something equivalent to the, the, the 17 point, whatever he was, uh, you know, in line to get, if they had picked up his option, uh, I, I would hesitate to think that it would even be half that right now, considering the, the state of finances in, in major league baseball, but there's gotta be a team out there. Somebody like the angels, uh, somebody like maybe even the blue Jays who are, are looking for reliable starting pitching. And if he can get a, a one year, uh, you know, sort of a show me deal, I think maybe that's a, you know, something that, that, that would, you know, benefit both sides. Uh, you've all, you've always said there's, there's no such thing as a bad one year deal. Yeah. There's no such thing as a bad one year deal. Mark Shapiro always said that. And, since you mentioned Toronto, maybe that makes sense, huh? And yeah. I think, you know, Kluber has enough cachet left where he <clears throat> wouldn't have to come to camp on a minor league make good deal. I think he would at least somebody would take a shot at him, uh, you know, on a one-year one year guaranteed deal with maybe an option. And, uh, and, and, and you know, I, I, would, I would assume Corey wants to keep pitching. You know, he's had two – I think he's only thrown like – he hasn't thrown 40 innings – in the last two years because of injuries. So uh, it would be nice to see if he could, you know, make it back and, uh, you know, show us what he still has in the tank. Yeah. I, the injuries that he, the injury that he had in, in 2019, you know, not the kind of injury that is sort of a wear and tear injury or something that, you know, a broken bone heals and you're, you're just fine. You don't, you don't feel that. But you know the the Terrace major injury that that's one you've got to make sure is 100% healed before you're um, you're back throwing. That's that's the one that took takes a long time. That's why uh, you know last year was so frustrating with um, our 2019 season was so frustrating with uh, with Clevenger. He felt ready to go, you know, pretty much off the jump, and you know they they kept pumping the brakes on him and holding him back. So uh, yeah, just to just to see if Kluber can, can come back from this. Uh, like you said, the, the wear and tear over the last couple of years, you know, not that, not that bad. So who knows, maybe he, maybe he comes back and, you know, is the Corey Kluber of old. Yeah, uh, I think got, he pitched, he pitched next year at 35. So. Oh, okay. Let's see. Well, we saw, um, speaking of, uh, you know, contracts and deals, we saw Marcus Stroman uh, of the, the Mets who uh, received a qualifying offer from the Mets as a free agent. Uh, is going to take him up on it, eighteen point nine million to, to pitch next year. I don't think Stroman would have would have gotten a deal for more than eighteen point nine uh, anywhere else. So probably a good move for him. Yeah, and he had opted out of the season. If I if I got, I, I think he opted out of this season. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he pitched and then opted out or something. But but yeah, yeah, I think just you know it's like uh, um, who's the uh, Odorizzi kind of accepted the option. Uh, you know, accepted the. Uh, the qualifying offer last year with the Twins. It didn't work out for him, but he kept getting hurt or little nagging injuries. He didn't pitch a whole lot, but Stroman, that should pitch. I, you know, I think uh, he's probably interested in staying in New York, new ownership, you know, uh, with, uh, you know, Cohen uh, buying the club. So I, that, that kind of, that all works out. I'm sure he's kind of excited about what direction the, uh, the Mets are going to take under Cohen. Uh, interestingly, he uh, he tweeted yesterday. He tweeted today that he was so excited to stay in New York. Uh, but yesterday he tweeted up a, a, a bunch about the, the Tony Larusa uh, scandal, I guess you can call it, uh, in in Chicago, uh, saying that he would never play for somebody like Tony Larusa, uh, of course, who was uh, hit with his second DUI charge 
uh, in his, uh, you know, I guess life. But uh, that, and that, that was just sort of interesting to, to see how, you know, the, the, the circus is in town, I guess, with, uh, with Reinsdorf and, and La Russa there in, in, in Chicago. Uh, you had the perfect opportunity to bring in somebody like an A.J. Hinch, and you went with Tony La Russa instead. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that, it's, that's getting a lot of, you know, he's getting a lot of blowback on that. The White Sox, some people say, you know, La Russa should be fired, you know, should re or resign or be fired right now. Uh, I guess the word is coming out of the White Sox organization is, you know, his job is safe for the moment. But I think he's got a lot more, you know, he, not only does he have the drunk, the DUI charge, but, you know, he has a, you know, this guy's 76. He's kind of a hard line, you know, old time baseball guy. And, you know, he, you know, he frowns upon players showing demonstrations, you know, the, you know, kneeling, uh, you know, from the national anthem, like, uh, you know, at Black Lives Matters movement. Uh, so that, you know, that, and you're going into a team like the Whites, the White Sox that have a lot of young, you know, players of color in there that, uh, you know, that's going to take, uh, you're going to have to be a pretty uh, diplomatic and you're going to have to see if he can change his ways here. It's, I think it's, you know, that's a, that's a great ball club and you don't want to mess it up by bringing the wrong guy in there. The first time he benches Tim Anderson for flipping a bat, I think it's going to make uh, headlines in, in Chicago. It's, it's going to be a bad, bad situation. Uh, another manager uh, that's, uh, I guess, getting a second shot, uh, second chance is uh, Alex Cora. A uh, big press conference yesterday to announce that Alex Cora was coming back to the uh, Boston Red Sox. We already knew, but uh, really just sort of felt like they they had a, a placeholder in place and that they knew all along they were going to rehire Cora. Uh, he was really sort of grilled on questions about uh, the, the Astros cheating scandal. It was the first time uh, you know media members were able to to sort of go at him about it, uh, and he. He didn't give great answers, I guess, uh, on it. He was asked point blank, you know, why should we believe that uh, you're not bringing or you didn't bring the the same kind of uh, scheme with the trash cans and all that to uh, uh, to Boston from Houston when it was so effective in Houston? And he really didn't have an answer for that. And it was, that was sort of the frustrating part uh, is, is to just know that, you know, these guys got caught. He and Hinch, you know, get caught. And, you know, they're, they're back managing within a year right after their suspension. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, I saw, I saw the initial part of Cora's, uh, um, you know, um, uh, press conference. And I thought he said all the right things. He, you know, he said he had a lot of time to reflect over this past year. Uh, he, you know, he, he was, uh, you know, you know, obviously, you know, sorry that, that uh, what, how it turned out. I don't know if he was sorry he got caught or, that's, or you know, that's, what that's probably what, yeah, that's what probably happens. But, you know, I think, you know, and in his heart, I think he's a good baseball guy. I really do. And, uh, but, uh, you know, it, when, when it follows you from one team to another, you know, and there's, and uh, the MLB is investigating, not only the Astros, then the, then the uh, Whites, then the Red Sox. Um, you know, you th that raises your antenna, and I don't think he's going to get away mu with much in in Boston with those with that media. I, I really don't. So well, you know, it's going to be interesting. 
he did say he's like he knows that if he gets caught again doing something like that, he's 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 done. He, he'll he'll never be baseball again. And then you know the the other part is you know uh, uh, the new the new the new GM Chain Bloom. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I, I was reading some articles about that, some interesting articles, and they were saying, did this guy really want Cora back, or was this a decision made by ownership? Because the ownership seems to love this guy. Right. You know, they love right. Cora. They love you know. Well, you gave him a World Series in 2018, uh, and you know, they Bloom comes in from Tampa Bay, and uh, you know, really kind of they went through. You know, they interviewed a bunch of people. And it was almost like Cora was forced on him. So, you know, that's going to be an interesting relationship to watch because if you're going to have a successful team, the GM and the manager have to blend. They have to bond. They have to mesh. And uh, if not, you know, it, it, it might be a rough ride here. And after what happened with the Red Sox last season, you know, you don't, they're, they're going to be in for some rough waters here for it. I don't think they're going to be able to turn this thing around in, in a one year or two years. Right, right. This is a total rebuilding situation right now for them. All right. Well, uh, again, we have the uh, Cy Young Award coming out tonight. Uh, that announcement, look forward around uh, 6 o'clock, 6.18, I believe, is when the AL uh, Award is announced. And then uh, tomorrow, the final uh, award of the biggest award of the season, the MVP Award, uh, Jose Ramirez up for that. Uh, DJ LeMayhew and Jose Abreu are his competition in that regard. So we'll see how that shakes out, uh, you know, when we get a chance to, to talk about that tomorrow. 